Elementary music teacher friend, you love what you do, but you might feel unappreciated and, in fact, unseen some days. You may even feel like you're on a music teacher island and just want to connect with other music teachers who can relate to both your struggles and wins when it comes to teaching elementary music. I get you and understand completely the feelings you're having. That's why each and every week, the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast will provide you with solo and guest episodes that will help you realize you're not alone in your music teaching journey. Throughout each episode, my goal is for you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and ideas to help you feel like you're ready to take on the new week with whatever challenges may be thrown your way. Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. I'm Jesse Lubinsky. I'm Donnie Piercy. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Heil, hosts of the Partial Credit Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey friend, I want to let you know about a brand new free workshop that I am so excited about called How to Design Curriculum for Your Elementary Music Classroom, Five Easy Ways to Simplify Lesson Planning. This free workshop will happen live at various dates and times throughout the year, but the first one is coming up within the next few weeks. So sign up so you'll be notified when the workshop is. And you can go to subscribepage.com forward slash curriculum design workshop or simply click on the link in the show notes. In this workshop, we'll go over starting with the end in mind, knowing your desired results for yourself and students, planning assessment before mapping out the lessons and having a system in place. When you come to this workshop, I'm going to show you how you can make the ultimate shift from struggling with weekly lesson planning, feeling overwhelmed and exhausted, knowing how to plan relevant lessons to knowing how and what to plan each week by adding systems and a proven framework to your planning. So to sign up, once again, the link is subscribepage.com forward slash curriculum design workshop. And I can't wait to see you there. Well, hey there, I am so excited to have you back for another episode. Today's episode is how to use the Addy instructional model in teaching. If I've already lost you, please stay with me because I promise I'm going to explain to you what an instructional model is, especially what the Addy model is, and how it applies to you as a teacher. You are probably already using instructional design approaches without even realizing that you're doing it. So we're going to break that down in this episode. At the time of this recording, I have been at home with my children for the last five days. I'm recording this on a Friday. We had the craziest ice storm here in Arkansas and schools have been shut down all week. So we have made it work. We are definitely um, tired of being together so much, but I love my boys with my whole heart. But yes, 
it has been quite a ride trying to get work done this week. So I don't usually record episodes on Friday, but here we are. So I'm so excited to be talking today to you and I'm excited that you're in, you're here listening as well. So if you already heard the beginning, there is a brand new workshop all about curriculum design, and uh, it's also going to break down simplifying lesson planning. So of course, talking today about an instructional model is just a piece of the puzzle. So when you come to the workshop, I'm going to dive deeper into a lot of different curriculum design approaches and how to apply it to your classroom. And there are several different dates. And so I will be emailing you with the first date of the workshop. So when you sign up, you will be notified of when different dates are so you can choose the right date that works for you. So the ADDI model is an instructional model. This instructional model is probably one of the most popular ones for course creators. Now, a course creator is someone who obviously creates courses. This can be, I've taken several courses, by the way. So I have taken courses for business. I've taken courses about membership sites. I have taken courses to teach me how to create courses. Yes, seriously. I took courses online throughout my whole two years of my master's in educational technology program. But on top of that, there are also courses created. I've created courses for elementary music teachers. I just am am still working with Virtual Virginia, and I created a fourth and fifth grade all virtual course for the entire school year. So courses are created whether it's for adult learners or for student learners. Now, I all the examples I just gave were for online instruction, but you are already creating courses or modules and units for your in-person learning classroom. I know this is something we don't like to talk about, but let's think back to COVID and let's go back to the year 2020. Don't plug your ears. I know you're like, please don't talk about that ever again. I get it, but I have a reason for doing this. You may have found yourself virtually teaching. You may have, there are so many different things going on, you know. But what I mean by that is you maybe were just told to send a packet home with your students or you were way over here in the other spectrum where you were creating an entire course of instruction for your students online. Whichever camp you found yourself in, I fully believe that those skills, if you were teaching during COVID, that you developed you can bring back into your classroom. Now, let's say you never taught during COVID and you just got a new teaching position last year, this year. Okay, great. This instructional approach of Addy that I'm going to be talking about today, everything I'm talking about is designing instruction for your classroom. Everything I'm going to talk about is definitely things you can develop online 100%, but I am breaking it down in a way that you can realize how to use the Addy instructional model in an in-person music classroom setting. So what is Addy? It is an acronym that stands for Analyze, Design, Develop, Implement, and Evaluate. I'm going to stop right there. And I want you to think about the words I just said. Maybe you need to rewind 10 seconds back to hear them again. You're probably already familiar with those words. You're probably already using some of these words to develop curriculum, lessons, units, modules, focusing on concepts, assessments in your classroom. You just did not know you were using an instructional model. 
There, by the way, are several instructional models. Addy is not the only one. I had to learn about 75 million of them when I went through my master's program. But I wanted to focus on Addy because I feel like it makes the most sense for teachers. So when you're learning, when you're hearing those words, excuse me, analyze, design, develop, implement, and evaluate, you're, like I said, already doing that in your classroom. And we're going to break down really what each of those words mean and how to use them in elementary classroom, music classroom setting. There is a blog post that goes right along with this episode. So make sure you check out the show notes for that or head to the domesticmusician.com and you will see on the blog, the, just type in Addy in the search bar and you'll be able to find it. Analyze is the very first step of the Addy model. Before you can create a course, unit, or even a lesson, you need to analyze the needs of your students. This is something I feel like is missed a lot in instruction, whether it's pre-K all the way through college. It's something that's missed. A lot of times instructors, and I'm guilty of this too, I, I am. I'm very guilty of this. A lot of times instructors will just develop a lesson or a, a unit and say, this is what I'm teaching no matter what. They don't really think about, is this the best way to present this lesson, this concept, these objectives to your students? So really considering the needs of your students is first. It comes first. I'll give a perfect example. And I've shared this on this podcast a billion times, by the way. But when I stepped into my first teaching job right out of college, middle of the school year, these students hadn't had a music class for seven years. I just immediately got the standards of teaching, started teaching what I thought the students needed because that's what I was told to do. Kindergarten, you're learning this no matter what. First grade this, second grade this, on and on and on. Well, I quickly realized... I did not analyze the needs of my students. My fifth graders who had never had a formal classroom music class before, they were not ready to learn counter melody and, you know, like compose music. They, they needed to back up a little bit. So I did not do a good job of analyzing the needs of my students. So that's the best example I can give for that. In order to effectively plan, you need to look at the bigger picture. And what I mean by that is not just the day, not just the next week, but the bigger picture of what am I doing the next month? How long am I going to spend on this particular concept? What is going to set, if I'm teaching the same concept or similar concept to second and third grade, what's going to set that apart? What am I doing the entire nine weeks? And then also the entire school year. That's where a scope and sequence and a curriculum map come into play. Very important. So it's about looking at the bigger picture when you're analyzing Thinking about what your students know, you got to think about that. What do they know? Not just what do they not know, but they do know something. So what do they already know? Where do you want them to go throughout the school year, throughout a particular lesson, unit, course, insert the blank? And what do you need to do to help them get there? What do you need to create? What means and modes of instruction do you need to create to help your students get there? This is analyzing. You are analyzing as you're asking these questions and thinking about these things. You also need to analyze where do you teach? Where in the community do you teach? Where, what city do you teach in? Where is your school at? 
Not only that, what type of classroom do you have? Are you on a cart? Are you doing in-person instruction? Is your classroom small? Do you see your students once a week? Do you see them several times a week? Do you see them once every two weeks? Where, like, You have to analyze this situation. What materials and resources are available for you to use to teach with? Instead of saying, because I, I can relate to this. I don't. I know what it's like to not have instruments. But instead of me saying, I don't have instruments, I can't teach this. I say, I can teach this without instruments. You see how I just reframed that? Instead of I can't, it is I can, but I'm going to have to change something a little bit in order to still teach this concept. Maybe it's not the way I want it to, but I analyzed the situation. I analyzed the resources and I analyzed what my students needed. And I want the same for you. So when you're considering the needs of your students, think about their ages. What did they learn in the music room in previous grade levels? What did they learn in the music room before you got there if you were following in the footsteps of another teacher? Think about those things. And maybe you don't know. And this is where pre-assessments come into play and are very valuable. This is where getting to know your students. This is where observation. This is where assessment, which we're going to dive into that a lot more in a minute. But that's where that comes into play a lot. So during the analyze phase, it's important to remember you're not just focusing on short term, but you're looking at an entire map, for example, not just a particular state or city. Okay, so that's the best example I can give for that. Moving on to the design phase. This is where you are going to begin lesson planning. This is where most teachers start. They sit down, they lesson plan. They skip over the analyze phase and you just dive right into planning a lesson each week. Let's be honest. A lot of times there's not a lot of time on your plate. So of course this is where you would start. And I really do feel like if you start with the analyze phase, the design phase will go way smoother. You're going to already kind of know, okay, I've been doing this. I need to kind of go back a little bit and do this instead. But you've thought about the needs of the learners in this phase. You know where you want them to go. Now you get to start designing. You get to be a designer. And that's basically what lesson planning is. You're designing. So the design phase considers the learning objectives, the content you'll be teaching, and assessment that you'll create. Assessment a lot of times is, it's a confusing topic. It is, well, what am I going to do? How do I make sure my students understand this content? What am I going to what like what do I do in the music room? It's way different than sitting and doing paper pencil work. So during the design phase, you're not just thinking about this is what I'm teaching, but you're thinking about I'm teaching this towards this concept, which will in return be assessed by this. You're considering all of that during the design phase, not just the lesson planning itself. You're not quite creating yet, you're designing, which are different. And we're going to talk about that in the next phase. But you're thinking through the how behind lesson planning. While designing instruction, you're going to be doing some analysis, just like you did in the, in the analyze phase. And you're going to include any types of media or technology you want to include, resources you're going to pull from, materials you might need, and how much time you're going to want to spend on various songs and activities. So as you can see, there is a little bit of overlap in the analyze and design phase. And that is something that is going to be um, prevalent in all five phases. There is going to be some mix and match and some like, wait, am I in this phase or this phase? So don't worry about that part. Don't worry about that part. But just focusing on analyzing, designing, like focus on that key word and you're going to be set. Develop. When you reach the develop phase, you're going to begin looking at the data you've received 
from the analysis and design phases. And you're going to begin putting the wheels into motion. You're going to not just be planning or brainstorming anymore, but now you're developing your plan. You're developing it. You're not just thinking about it, processing it, outlining it, but it's really becoming developed. You're like, all right, this is where my kids are. This is what they need to know. Let's start developing the plan. The design and develop plans go together like peanut butter and jelly. I told you there's a lot of overlap in the different phases. And so, yeah, definitely the design and develop, I feel like are the two phases that are easy to get stuck on. It's easy to say, I don't know which one I'm in. So maybe they just kind of blur together for you. And that's perfectly okay. Don't spend too much time, like I said, worrying about what phase you're on and just develop, just focus on moving forward. So you've developed that lesson plan. You've developed that unit. You know how much, um, what you're wanting to teach. You kind of have an idea about assessment. You know what your learners need. And now you're ready to implement. You've reached the implement phase of the ADDI instructional model when you've taught the content and lessons you've designed and you've developed. You're starting to actually teach it. You're really starting to put it in front of your students and seeing how they respond to it. You're implementing. You're seeing if there's any modifications that need to be made. And you're making notes about that accordingly. Have a sticky note. Have, I don't know, you're a Chromebook in front of you and start taking notes on that, a tablet, whatever you like to use. But just take notes about this is working, this is not. I am a huge believer in the fact that lesson plans are not set in stone. It's important to not be... Um, yeah, just like set in your ways and know that lesson planning can change. You can say, mm, I want to plan, I'm going to plan this. But when you start teaching it, you know, a plan on paper is not always the same as a plan being executed in front of real life human being children, right? So when you're implementing the lesson and you're seeing, okay, maybe it's not working out like I thought, you can modify it and you're going to take notes about how to do that. So if you've spent, let's say, two weeks on a certain concept, but you can tell your students need more time and you are, you are ready to move on to a new concept after those two weeks, maybe you extend it further. Instead of spending two weeks on it, you're spending three or four. And then the other concept, you're going to figure out how to adjust and adapt and how to teach that. It's an ever moving, um, I don't know the word I'm like, organism, I guess is the word I'm looking for. It's a moving, it's moving parts. It's never set in stone. Lesson planning is all about being flexible and adapting with what not only you need, but your students need. Data, data, and more data is happening in the implement phase. The more data you gather, the better. You're gathering data from assessments, student readiness, lesson modifications that need to take place, updates to your curriculum map, scope and sequence, units of instruction, and more. So it is always about collecting data, looking at the data, seeing what needs to change, seeing what's working, what, what do I need to do moving forward? That is implementation. And the last phase of the ADDI model is evaluate. During this phase, you are seeing if the goals you set forth in the analyze phase all the way back at the beginning have been met. Of course, you're keeping track of assessments in the implement phase, which we just talked about, but now you're going to compile even more data in the evaluate phase. You're going to be doing formative and summative assessments, both with your students, self-assessments for yourself, and about the content you've created. You're going to design rubrics for students to participate in self-assessment and for you to evaluate your students as well. 
take the time to really think through what worked in your instructional design and what could improve moving forward. So I hope that these five steps are helpful to you. I hope that you get a clearer picture of what Addy is and how to use it in your classroom. And I hope that you realize you are already an instructional designer. You're already using these phases in your classroom, in your design, in your teaching without even realizing you are doing it. I hope to see you at the upcoming workshop and I can't wait to be back with another episode next week. Well, hey there. Thank you so much for listening into the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. There is an exclusive Facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher called the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week, and I will see you soon.